Hello, everybody. Welcome back with another episode of the Wild Cabin Podcast. It's been about a two-week podcast because I uh, I was just busy, and uh, I got the results of the podcast, and it seems like it's doing all right. But for for the first time ever, I've promised you guys a very very special co-host, and I finally landed somebody in my community that. I knew how to be number one. Uh, my friend, my artist, and uh, we grow closer every day. I want to introduce you guys to a special person called MVP. Say, say hello, MVP. Hello. So my name's MVP. T- tell, tell, tell everybody what, what you've done in the community since we started and how we met. I, I want to give you all the spotlight. So... We met through a mutual friend, and I heard that you needed to have artwork done for your channel because you wanted to do a bit of a rebrand. Mm-hmm. So we spoke a little bit, and I sent over some portfolio pieces, and it really went from there, to be honest. And can you believe, do you, do you remember the first question that you ever asked me? Or or about the first question that you asked me? I believe it was, can you find a Funko Pop? Yes. Yes, it, yes, it was. And, uh, and it was Sergeant Johnson. It, it was Sergeant Johnson from Halo. And uh, cur- currently right now, uh, as people know, I had to basically sell my whole entire collection. But this this crazy person... That uh, I personally feel responsible for getting addicted to Funkos has a bigger collection than I have ever had, and I'm so proud of that. I'm so proud of that. You ha- you have a bigger wall than me at this point. Well, yeah, at this point, absolutely. Yeah, I think last time I checked my Funko up, I'm sitting at about 133, and probably altogether over 10 grand. Probably about estimation. That much. Basi- yeah, with sign with signs and prototypes. Ba- basically, what I had, uh, but the, it grow it grows every day. It grows well, not every day. I would say it used to grow every day, <laughs> but uh, it, it it took a bit of a break. But now they're bringing out good pops again. So, damn, they are. Oh God, I I better I better look out then, because <laughs> we just got WonderCon and then, uh, uh, ECC earlier in the year. And, uh, Jesus. But I, yeah, there was, wasn't ahead. really anything from, wasn't really anything from those, but look forward to the future. All, all, all I could hope for is just another set of Spyro, and that's it. May, maybe another set of Destiny, too. May, maybe. Yeah. Just, just 20 more Destiny Pops, limited edition, all traces. Jesus Christ. Or maybe some Sly Cooper. Yeah, I wish for that. I wish. Um, but no, I, I, I personally wanted to have you on here. Uh, I, cause I feel one, I feel like the timing is right. And, uh, two, I think both of us were, were, we're getting our shit back together. I, I think the world basically threw us a curveball, And, uh, I, I, I gotta say you were definitely, definitely my biggest rock for the longest time. I think you still are. Um, you know, as the community has risen, um, you have definitely been there for me since, probably since the day I met you, (laughs) which is crazy to say, you know, um, uh, now, now that I have a new mindset where I, I don't, I don't want followers, you know, they're nice, but I want friends at the end of the day that, you know, when I message them or when they're in the stream or whatever, they're there. They're they're there just to have fun, and you know, you're you were that person for for a very very long time before anybody knew, or recent memory, like within the year, you were there day one, and I'm like, we we connected on art, Funko, uh, streaming, gaming, and I'm like that that person's been there because no matter what we've been through, we've been there for each other. That is true. Like I know that whenever each of us is like a rainy day, it's like 
hey, how's it going? You're holding up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I, I personally want to throw it out there because, you know, I, I think everybody needs that person. You know, uh, I always believe somebody needs a rival to be better than themselves, you know, if they're competitive or they're working toward the same goal and everybody needs a friend, uh, you know, that they could just tell, tell whatever, whatever's on their mind. What, what, what go ahead. I agree wholeheartedly to all of that. What do you think the biggest thing in a friendship could be? Because, you know, I, I, I've been the lone wolf for a while. Uh, I, I'm like, I don't, it's not that I don't need people. It's just trust issues. That's my biggest thing. Yeah. Trust issues. I'm like, I can't, I've been hurt. I've been hurt way too many times. But what do you think, you know, from my, my perspective, it may be different. You know, that, that's what I want to build off a conversation on. What do you think the biggest thing in a, in a friendship is? Well, first off, I'd say trust, because mm -hmm. you've got to trust each other to have each other's backs. But more importantly than that is having each other's backs, being there for each other. How do you build off on that? W would you say a common ground? I would say, yeah, there would probably be some sort of common ground, but it's just like if you trust each other to, you know, if someone comes for one of you, the other one's going to have that person's back, be it online, because we do live in a sort of internet-oriented world now where mm -hmm. anything can be said without consequence for the internet. It can put anyone through any kind of mood, so just having someone there to lean on, so to say. Absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, I I per I know because I feel this. I feel so much better since I met you. And like I I don't I don't want to make this like mushy gushy, you know. But I mean, I I just I just say how 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 it is, you know. I I always feel like um, you know my mindset is whoever listens to this, you know. The one, the one, they're not alone because, you know, there's always that person, even if you don't like realize it, like first come first serve, there's always going to be somewhere, someone there play, playing bluntly. And I'm like, that's, that's, that's my MVP right there. You know, your name's MVP for a reason. Uh, re like, uh, with the, I would say probably about a year now you changed your name, but, uh, yeah. you, you're, you're always my MVP on that. Uh, because I mean, you're you're the MVP right now. <laughs> no, nothing's gonna stop you. Uh, but right right now, you know, you know, we talked about it with with art. You know, we I reached out to you, or or you know, you reached out to me. Uh, you know, as, as I've said, a, a mutual friend, and uh, we build it off on there. How is it? How is it feeling? Like, granted, I, I'm not a big channel. You know, maybe one day I will be. But how does it feel seeing your art on somebody's media almost daily at this point? You know, I, I do daily videos uh, up on YouTube, even sometimes twice a day. And, and your your art's on, on, uh, on that daily. How does that make you feel? Honestly, it feels pretty crazy because it's like every day I get the notifications and it's, you know, Joe Waters uploaded a new video mm -hmm. and I see it's like my thumbnail there whenever I go into your streams mm -hmm. be you online or offline it's the header I've made for you mm -hmm. the screens the only thing I haven't made at this point is the overlay yep and it, it it's pretty crazy to see that because it's like when you study art related courses in the hopes of landing something like this it's like oh damn that that's me mm -hmm. you know like my art has went from being on an art station account where it's seen by like whoever has a look it may get one like mm -hmm. to being all over youtube mm -hmm. and more twitter instagram yeah. it, it's all over media well my media uh but you know what is 
your your dream as an artist because we we've talked about this but what, what is your dreams and and aspirations as an artist do you want to pursue that i do want to pursue it. i'd like to go into games art and games concepting which is why i'm doing a games oriented course mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i feel like that's where a lot of skills have came from and a lot of even doing this has built up my skills over the years and it's plain to see that what what do you feel where do you feel like your your thumbnail is most improved because from my, my we, like i said you know we talked about this a little bit but i'm i i i've seen growth dramatically you know from the first one you did till now where do you think that point was on the th YouTube thumbnails where you're just like, oh, fuck, it, it, you know, I did that? Where, where was that? Honestly, everything has changed for the better. So the thumbnail composition, the character art, mm -hmm. the human and the few ones that you were your Sona, which I mm -hmm. believe was a Halo Reach Let's Play. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And yep. then I would say one of the biggest differences was going from a hand-drawn background because someone like me who isn't as comfortable mm -hmm. in drawing environments to using an image and blurring that out. I felt like that supplemented the piece really well compared to having a decent-looking character mm -hmm. but a shoddy background. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would have never called your, your background shoddy, but go on, go on. Yeah. I know they were, and it's like, but like the lighting, the shading, just everything about the thumbnails really, like the first one I did was Assassin's Creed 1, and looking back at that now, I'm like, I drew that? And yeah. then I look and it was two years ago and it was like yep. over the two years from that one to let's say Assassin's Creed Valhalla because that was the last Assassin's Creed yep. you've done. Mm -hmm. It's just you wouldn't correlate the both of them. It, it, it's insane to me. I mean, I think my realization was when I saw Little Dragon's Cafe because that that, that, that was one of my growing points. That Let's Play, I had... I, I wouldn't say trouble with the chroma key, aka the green screen. If you're if you're not a nerd like me, uh, listen, and you're hearing this, uh, because the the grass in that green uh, game is a different set of green, so it screws up the chroma key. And I I I love that game. One day I will redo it, possibly because it's a long game, uh, but that thumbnail i look at that and i'm just like holy shit like i would have never called that bad but you've grown so much and then I, like i said binding of isaac uh that recently made um a recurrent uh uh a comeback uh and i'll be uploading more and i'm like holy shit you know that this is still good two years ago and the thumbnail is still amazing in my book. That that's that's truly, you know, I I think definitely like I said, you were, uh, you were the right hand man in all this. Like like look at I I wouldn't say look at us now, but uh, I'm just like or or you know because I I always like I always want to carry the people to the top. Uh, that helps help me, and you're and you're that person. You know, you're you're that person, um, where I'm just like, well, shit. If I I feel like you could only do so much as a, a a media personnel like myself, but if you don't really have a good backbone or a good structure, you know, I can't do art. Uh, so I'm just like, okay. Uh, how is it working with a friend? It, it, well, in in my in in this case, me. But would you consider it? Is it better for you to work with a friend, or is it better to go with uh, a stranger and do uh, commissions like that, just to get your foot in the door? I would say 
it's 50-50, but both in good ways. Because it's like, you're with a friend, so it's like, especially when anxiety and stuff comes into play, it's like, is this good? Mm-hmm. It's like, you, you don't know necessarily if they're saying it's good because friends or, mm-hmm. you know. But then at the same time, it's great because lately with like mental health and stuff, if you have like an art block, mm-hmm. it's like, there's that level of understanding it's like you know take take time let me know Mm -hmm. and then we'll get back to it whereas i feel like if you're doing that for a stranger Mm -hmm. because i do know people that do regular commissions and it's like when they have to take a break from art be it for any reason they can have a message within a day like hey what's my piece yeah and that's the last thing you want yeah, I th- I personally think when somebody message messages an artist, it's just gonna make the artist feel worse, or the anxiety is just gonna skyrocket. Yeah, but uh, th- th- this uh, this isn't gonna be just about art. But what do you think a person can do to support artists like yourself? Because I always say artists are one of the least appreciated people uh in in media in in my uh, in my opinion people steal their art they don't welcome acknowledge the artist people claim it as their own piece what do you what do you think people could do for artists that could help them well i think for a start retweeting the small guys because the way that twitter works is if you do a quote retweet mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily the algorithm doesn't necessarily come back to the original artist oh okay i didn't know that sometimes yeah so sometimes it's just easier to do a retweet okay just because the algorithm can be quite funky okay but then i would also say look out if if you see art in a familiar style mm-hmm be sure to check it out. Ask that artist if they've drew anything like that, especially if it's missing a signature. Mm-hmm. Because all artists leave a sign or watermark the work. And if it's missing that and it's something they usually do, chances are it could be stolen without knowing. But then for an artist, I'd say, put your signature in a spot where it's impossible to crop. Yeah. Because if if you have a four by three canvas and you have your signature in the bottom left and the subject piece is directly in the middle and there's a border around it, people can just crop that out. So if you have your signature as close to the piece as you can, mm-hmm. even that can help. But yeah, I, I've personally been seeing more and more people take their signature and do it as the outline of the body. And, and, you know, I, I'm just like, wow, I didn't even think about that. But if you put it on like a shoulder or like directly under the the piece, it's just like, oh, well, nobody could steal this because, you know, you're going to be cropping the head off. <laughs> and I don't think yeah. somebody just wants the body. <laughs> be like, oh, well, yep. Mm-hmm. I, I just drew a body. Sorry. Uh, but... Uh, in your experience, uh, how do you grow as an artist? Because for me, uh, technically, you know, uh, I I s- sort of employ you, but we don't we don't we don't talk about that. You know, we we do it as mm-hmm. as friends. You know, I don't treat you as an employee, and I hope you could commit to that. Um, you know, I have mental days, you have mental days, and I just, we just respect each other in that way. Um, what is the best way to grow in your opinion? You know, practice, 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 but what, what else besides that? Because you've grown dramatically, dramatically in two years. Um, like, like we talked about, what is the best way to grow and put yourself out there? Well, of course, as you said, the best way to grow is 100% practice. Mm-hmm. Do a do a drawing, mm-hmm. you know, most days of the week. But I would say with your art, reference, reference everything. It's one of the common stigmas at secondary school and for the Americans out there, high school, mm-hmm. is that 
you can go into an art class, you can have books there, subject matters like Da Vinci, for example. And it's like, because I, I used a lot of Da Vinci's books for anatomy studies and they were fantastic. And you always have that one art teacher that goes, you can't copy another artist's work because they don't see the difference between referencing and copying. To reference a work is to reference a pose. Anything in life reference, even if it's a pose, take a photograph. I know that for artists now, there's these amazing little mannequin figurines you can buy. Yeah. And you can put them into any pose you want. And those are fantastic. But if you if you're thinking of that one pose, for example, someone sitting down, even going even going to Google Images and type in person sitting down and then looking through, even something like that can help tremendously. Just because the because visual just having it there, seeing how everything should sit, how the body should sit. It's all posture work and everything. Because okay. otherwise you can end up with pieces that have like giant arms or giant legs and it doesn't make sense. That's right. that's why that's why stuff like life drawing is so good. But for those either too young to do life drawing or right now with COVID where it isn't on. Yeah. That would probably be the best way. Mm -hmm. But then in terms of growing as an artist not necessarily practice space, gain your foot for the door, gain your name out there. Mm -hmm. I'd say it's worthwhile to have accounts in that subject matter. Have a deviant art account. If you're a furry, have like a fur affinity account because it's crazy how many people can like an image from nowhere and That's... see that work. Have art station accounts because even they're fantastic and the best part about art station is especially someone like me looking to go into game dev, is that there are games employees on there, people in the industry. But not only that, there's tutors there, and they, they can point out stuff in your work. They can... Any bit of feedback is good feedback That's, at the end of the day. That is 100% true. Even yeah, if it's negative... It's it you know may not seem like it at first but even if it's a negative comment like not trying to be rude but just pointing something out you know you may take that personal but i think deep down a lot more people especially in the art community are trying to help and people don't realize that yeah it's just about being vocal and being constructive and making it clear that you're being constructive because sometimes some people can come off a bit brash oh absolutely i i think that's well, that's just any any point though yeah. That That is true, but also, but not only should you be posting work, it's tagging that work correctly. That is true. Like, Art, Art, Station is, Art Station is fantastic because you can tag whatever you want. You can say what type of work the piece is, be it 2D digital, 3D digital, 2D traditional methods, so pen and paper. Mm -hmm. And then you can tag even what program you used. So if there's someone going through that goes, I use Clip Studio Paint, let's see what people from this program have been doing. Your work could appear on there. And it's fantastic. Having the right tags can go a long way. And I know that you'll know the same through Twitch streaming. It's all about having the right tags. Oh, I, I, I personally think uh, it's more important on YouTube. Uh, but I, I've... I think probably in the last six months, I figured out tagging correctly <laughs> because it's not yeah. just it's not just like tagging everything. It's like yeah, tagging the main things that are important to you and then taking it from there. Uh, but absolutely, a absolutely. I, I think uh, there are plenty of free sites that'll teach you how to tag, uh, especially YouTube. I think we're I think we're in the world of if you have a problem google it or youtube it uh, yeah. i i've I definitely think we're in which is good um certain things you could just learn from there boom you're good to go uh other things i think you have to learn through hardship and trial and error which i i've had to to do absolutely at the at the end of the day boom yeah I, I i tapped out to failure absolutely but i didn't give up i don't think people should give up 
I, I think at a certain point you're you either know it's good for you and you want to stick with it you know through the bumpy roads and everything but um you, you just can't give up even if you have a passion for it and i know artists definitely i've known several artists that they're just like well this is too hard i'm not getting attention uh i i can't do it you know i it, it, artists uh, like i said i think they deserve more credit for sure and also before before i ask uh, you another question i will be posting mvp's links down below in the description uh, please make sure you're listening to this on Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere podcasts are, and especially YouTube as well. Thank you, listeners on YouTube. So make sure you follow uh, MVP's links below. There you go. There you go, Brendo. Thank you. Of course. Uh, first of all, do you? Uh, before I get into my next topic, do you have anything that you want to get off your chest currently right now? Any questions for me? Anything that you want to talk about that uh, this this community would love to hear, or the peoples in general? Well, you've asked me how I've grew over the past two years. I know you, so I'd like to bring the question back to you. Oh. How do you think you've grown over the past two years? Oh God, that's a hard one. Um, uh, I don't know if I, if I'm gonna be honest. It's a I didn't. I didn't think you would fucking reverse card me there with Uno, uh, <laughs> but um, I don't know. I uh, I won't say. I would maybe say I gained a little bit more confidence uh, talking on this mic. I definitely think the only thing that I would definitely say is one: my mental stability has increased uh, from doing that. Uh, not in the way like this is this is fucking hard uh we're in the era of everybody's uh media personnel i can't get ahead and i still haven't haven't gotten ahead but i i stick by my morals always be who i am always be myself and if you don't like me uh they can go fuck themselves you know this is who i am uh, uh and you know that i i think that's why the community is very nice and sweet where that's my rule be yourself and that's it you know i will accept you for who you are accept me who, who i am and that's it uh but i think the only major thing because i've always talked is my trial and error seeing what works seeing what doesn't and definitely within the last year and a half i've i've changed a lot you know changing via profile pictures uh switching up the chroma key the mic the the camera i i'm really at that ground where i it's not like i'm i know i'm not gonna get popular but uh i'm very grateful for what i i have but i i've changed and improved in so many ways that the small things matter you know if somebody has a trouble with their chroma key or something they not they may not be able to fix it as fast as i can or you know i i i have the mental stability of even if you have a low count of viewers watching you you know via twitch it could get to some people because i've i've been there where i'm just like fuck this shit i'm done it, this is too hard this is this is too hard it's not worth my time a day nobody's watching me i i i've helped my mental stability not to like cope with that mechanism but not trying to focus more at, on analytics because analytics could change in a day and we don't even figure that out you know uh for example with past archives on on twitch you know maybe maybe i get like five views live the next day i wake up and i get like 100 plus views on the past broadcast because people watched it. It, it it's it, it's crazy it's crazy um but that's a very good question shit i didn't even think about that thank you i i don't i don't ask myself questions when i do this alone so thank you for that you're welcome um hey. 
it ahead. was quite insightful to hear from your perspective well oh yeah um it, it's it's hard it, it i i definitely think we're we're in the era where i think you gotta be online you gotta be online um even even on one platform i i don't have facebook i think that's i think that's I honestly think it, it brings more drama than than positivity. Like if I, like if we didn't talk in high school or middle school, why do I want to talk to you as an adult? <laughs> you know, yeah. that <laughs> that's my biggest thing. But in the way of Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, um, I think you're not really friends right away with the with the people that watch you. You know. Uh, my favorite people, I got to shout out to all my lurkers, uh, because I think they're really the pure judgmental type where they're not going to follow you right away or subscribe. They're going to wait to see what you do to, uh, to see if, if you impress them. And I, I've been to known to lurk in several streams where it's not that I don't want to say hi. It's just, I want to see your vibe. <laughs> you know, if you yeah. have a, a crappy vibe, I don't want to be there. Like, I I, I have raged on camera uh, with competitive games. I have chilled. I have talked to chat. But those lurkers really get to you. But they support you. Even even without saying anything, they're just like, I like you. Um, but no, um, as I was saying, like, especially with art, what you do and what I do... Uh, podcasting, uh, Twitch streaming, YouTubing. I think when somebody looks at your art, they will instantly be a fan. You know, with with, with you or any artist, people may say, shit, I'm an instant fan of that. Follow, like all their posts, boom. With Instagramming and YouTubing, I think it's a little different in my opinion because one, with art, no disrespect, you see it and you scroll down. You like it, follow the artist, uh, and then move on. But with Twitch streaming, it's just like, I don't know if I like this person. You know, what What do you have to say to that? Do you, do you think I'm right on that or no? Oh, no, I do agree because the artist at the end of the day, nine times out of ten, you only see the art. Whereas a Twitch yep. streamer, you see the stream, but then you've got to be like, is this a likable person? Yeah, exactly. Do like, I connect with this person? Absolutely. Like, do I? Do I come? Will I come back tomorrow and, and like this person more? Um, and uh, absolutely, absolutely. Like my, I think. Well, for I, I would say I'm a beginner streamer because I've been doing this for five years now. Almost my anniversary is coming up in August, which is insane. Um. I think I'm at that middle ground where my numbers fluctuate because it's just like, I I personally feel like everybody's sensitive. A everybody is so sensitive now. Nobody could have a conversation or a disagreement. Like if, if I say, oh, my favorite fruit is apples and somebody says my fruits, my favorite fruit is oranges on file leave like so one thing you could say that they don't they don't disagree with uh they leave completely but with art i feel like okay i see your art i'm always gonna love that style or i'm gonna love the artist and that's it but that that's my problem i don't shut the hell up <laughs> now that is true we have actually reached the stage of internet life where it is like you feel you have to be a lot more careful as to what you say absolutely but with me i'm just like well shit <laughs> but i i don't i don't think of it as a crux i think i, I think more people uh, my my biggest thing is i want to give people that confidence to speak out because i know how it is to not have a voice i i didn't grow up with a voice um you know it was either yes dad no dad you know speak when you're spoken to or you're just gonna get hit and now as an adult, I'm just like, well, I could say whatever I want. And I think it's given me the power, I would say, to really stick up for people that don't really have a voice, you know? Yeah, I mean, mine was very similar. It was more living in my own head than 
living in real life. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and you know, and let's let's transition to something. Yeah, and let's it, move on. Yeah, no, actually, actually, if if you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. We can, we can move on. But I think you and I have a very similar story to this. Do you mind if we talk about mental health for a minute? Yeah. Uh, you hesitated there. I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable. No, no, it's fine. We can talk. Okay. Um, the only reason why I bring that up is, uh, one, I feel, I feel like mental health is extremely relatable. Extremely relatable, especially now. And I, I would honestly say why we were such a good pairing, you know, I don't really believe in fate. I, I, I don't, you know, whatever, ha whatever is going to happen is going to happen. I don't believe that. But I think there was a reason why we met. And as, as I portrayed before, you were my rock, you know, you, you were, you were there. I'm like, Hey, don't worry. I got you. I'm like, even though you're halfway across the world, uh, you were there and I'm just like, well, fuck. Okay. Um, but mental health, I think definitely correlates to me and what I stand for. Um, and you know, I, I want to be tell, I want to tell people more mental health is no joke. Uh, I think my biggest enemy is myself. Uh, I have self abused myself because, you know, mentally I'm just like, oh, oh, I did something wrong. I hit myself because, you know, that's what I grew up with. And, you know, that, that was my biggest crux. Not like, like, not like hitting myself for attention but like grabbing a belt and just hitting myself on the back because my mental stability i'm like oh fucked up and it and it and it wasn't like a serious thing you know it's like oh my god uh 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 i i i, I raged on camera or something and i'm just like well you know I, I time to get punished and why you know at the end of the day i had to say to myself why the hell am i fucking doing this and then uh i say as a joke uh truly wholeheartedly nobody could insult me the way that i insult myself you know it may sound fucked up and, and i get it but I feel like that's given me my my stone stone skin where I'm just like, well, nobody nobody could ever insult me. You know, I will laugh at insults because I find them funny or my my brain goes like, ha I thought of that first. <laughs> so so yeah. I, I got to think of it as a positive manner. You know, I'm probably at this point um, about a one and a half, one year. I wouldn't say one and a half, but probably one year, uh, mentally, f I wouldn't say mentally fixed, but you know, no self-harm to me. So good job to me. Um, but I, I think a lot of people like need help or, you know, need that voice, uh, where they're just like, I I'm alone, you know, cause I I'm, I'm there. I I'm definitely there with you. Uh, people that, have anxiety and everything and you know the world is just coming down upon us especially during uh covid looks like it's slightly getting better now so hopefully by this time next year uh no more masks um but what that that was just a little piece of my mental health do you mind if we if we move on to yours because you know you were my rock um even if sometimes you didn't even know it. So like I said, I want to thank you live on camera again. Thank you very much for being my rock. You're welcome. Yeah, with me, it's more so like having autism. It's like it, it ramps up my anxiety a lot. Mm -hmm. Anxiety ramps up the depression. Mm -hmm. Depression ramps up the anxiety and it becomes the endless cycle. Mm -hmm. So it's trying to find ways to break the wheel. Mm -hmm. and some days it's harder than others absolutely it is what it is but like having people there for you definitely helps more than trying to fight it alone mm -hmm. because the first thing anyone tries to do I know I do and I know that you probably do as well is oh no 
you know, I'm having mental health issues, be it depression, anxiety, whatever. The first thing you do is you go into isolate mode where you isolate yourself from everyone else. Absolutely. And that's genuinely one of the worst things you can do. And I... I, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Because you end up living with the negative emotions in your head and it festers. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. I I do that. I, I do that more than I should. But for me, I, I I didn't know, you know, that uh, I had like I thought that shit was normal, you know, I, because my my coping mechanism is that isolation. But my reasoning is you're my friend, you know, I I, I love you, uh, but I don't want you to feel that I'm feeling, you know. Uh, granted, um, I, I live by, if I, if I get asked a question, I'm fucked because if somebody says, how are you feeling? You're not going to get the, okay. You're going to be like, I am depressed answer. And they're going to be like, wait, what? And I'm going to be like, yeah, um, you asked, but I, I'm just like, I love you. I can't tell you my problems. Cause I don't want you to feel my negativity. Yeah. You know that that's that's how I do it, but you know I I think we're both we we've both done that to each other, but I think I think our grace period is like four days. If we don't hear from each other in like four days, we're like something's up, <laughs> something, yeah. something's up, and I I need to throw flowers at this person, feel better. But sometimes it's not that simple. You know I I I've told you I think twice now where I'm just like I need to be alone. I, I I think recently, within the last six months, I have told you where I got to step away from the world for a week. And, but what? But by God, when I came back from that week, I was spitting. I I, I, I had a halo over my head. I felt good. Uh, but it's still bad, though. It's it's. I won't say it's not bad to lay in bed with a blanket and just be alone. But I think at a certain point, you got to be like, oh, fuck. I, I either need to get some help, talk to somebody uh, without dealing with this alone. You know, I, I've learned that uh, it's it's easier with others. And I got to realize, no, you're not burdening, burdening them. You're getting them closer to you. And that that's my problem. You know, I don't let certain people close because... I see a flaw that I don't like, and I'm like, nope, bye-bye, you're staying away from me, or I'm not telling them the whole story. But, um, you know, uh, mental health's no joke. Mental health is no joke. Yeah. Uh, that's thing to really reiterate. If you, if you have that one friend that seems to be a bit down, take, take the time to ask them. Oh, absolutely. And, and I, I know from experience... If they say, oh, how are you? And they say, okay, that's your red flag. That's your red flag, you know? Yeah. Some- don't, don't press too much because sometimes that can cause more harm than good, even with the goodest intentions. True. But, you know, just just take that time. Absolutely. Ta- Are ta- you sure if you need anyone to talk to, you know? Absolutely. That I think you said it right on the head. Well... If you need somebody, I'm here. Don't hesitate. Boom. Leave it at that. Back away. And that's it. Um, you know, I, it's crazy. It's crazy with mental health. Um, I, I, I want to, I want to move on, not move on, but I want to reiterate this question because I, I, I could be a hard ass, you know, I, I definitely yeah. think I could be a hard ass for sure, but I, I call people, I call certain people out. I'm not calling you out by any means. You're fucking awesome. But do you think the word sad is lost in the world? Because all I hear now is, oh no, I'm depressed. Uh, wh- why? What happened? They ran out of Starbucks cream. I'm like, wait, what? So you're sad? No, I'm depressed because I can get the thing that I wanted. 
do you feel like the word sad is or the word depressed is misused in your opinion i feel like in some instances it can seem that way but then at the same time it's like when you do have some people like i know with myself like there's some things that you know i, f I feel like i rely on now and then or i'll get or i could go to the shop i'm like yeah i'm i need this you know like some sort of comfort food for example like an ice cream okay and then they don't have it and it's like oh i'm i'm sad they didn't have it on offer or it or they didn't have it or whatever it depends on the connotation like if it's someone saying it just to be like oh i'm sad they didn't have it whatever Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, it could be someone that's like, they're looking for that specific thing. Mm -hmm. Like, they could be going through a rough patch. It makes them feel good. It's hard to tell. Okay. I don't feel like there's a specific loss in the meaning. Mm -hmm. But I don't feel like there's a specific, like... There's not a specific loss, but there's not a specific connotation to the meaning either. I got you. I uh, Yeah, like, I, I just don't hear anybody say the word sad anymore. I don't know. May maybe that could just be me, but I just feel like everybody's small problems has now escalated to, yeah. fuck, I'm depressed. Yeah, I don't think COVID has helped with that at all, though. No, absolutely not. A abs absolutely not. Um, COVID, COVID fucked a lot of people up, but in the fucked up way that I am, it's not like I'm happy that it's around, but it makes my problems seem so less insignificant. And it's, it, yeah. and it's given me that not happiness that COVID's around, but it really shot me down a peg where I'm just like, oh, fuck, my problems aren't as big as I think. And it just, it took the weight of my shoulders where I'm just like, not like everybody's suffering, not just me, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> but yeah. uh, it, it really kicked me down a peg to realize, oh, fuck. You know, I, I, I think I can get through this. Uh, same with everybody else, absolutely. But co COVID... COVID fucked everything up. Yeah. You know. I, I feel like for a lot of people, it was like, oh, there's a lot worse problems in the world than, like, what what I feel is going on with me, because with COVID, with a lot of people came a lot of loss at the end of the day. Absolutely. And it, it I feel like for some people, it was like, oh, there is a lot more going on than, like, you know? Like, I could be, like, down mm -hmm. for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, but someone else is down because they've got what could be perceived as a genuine reason. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I can't, like, yeah, I could be sad, you know, but at the back of my mind, I'm just like, oh, shit, somebody I know has COVID, I, you know, I gotta be there for them. Um, yeah, but I I think we have time for maybe one one more topic. We've we've almost hit the hour mark already, which is insane. Um, yeah. What what do you think your coping mechanism or your happiest thing to do? Because for me, you know, it, it's sort of lost on me where I'm a Twitch streamer. Uh, you know, sometimes we just I just sit and talk with chat or I play video games. Most of the time it's video games. But for you, because I don't, I don't really game at all anymore off camera, because it's not that I don't feel like it's work. It's just, uh, why do I want to play this game when I could stream it and you know talk with others? With art, do you do you find that relaxing still? Uh, solo, uh, because you know you don't have a camera in front of you at all times. Um, like, but do you enjoy art? as uh, a relaxing hobby do you play video games what is, what is your coping mechanism or to make you happy 
So sometimes it's art, sometimes it's video games. Like, art is one of those weird ones now where before it was a hobby, now it's a job, so to speak. Absolutely. So it's like my life revolves around art, so sometimes it's like, yeah, I need to take a break from doing art because it's all I ever do. It's like I go to uni, I do art. Mm-hmm. I I do your thumbnails and stuff, it's art. Mm-hmm. It's like some, sometimes it's like, Oh boy, I need to do something not art related. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh and, and what are what are those things besides art that you do? Relax. Well I do some gaming. But then I've collected some stuff in the past like Halo construction sets, Destiny construction sets. And they've been more of a coping mechanism lately. It's like just taking the time to build them can take the mind off anything so it's like yeah i could build these right now and it's like oh look i've got four sparrows Mm -hmm. but then it's like or i could build them when i need to when i feel like i when i feel like i need to to just have that break from the routine yeah you got to keep your mind busy yeah it's because like yeah you can go shopping you can get a new pop but then it's like add it to the wall yeah then what so it's it, yeah it's like yeah it's cool to look at but that that's about it whereas like if you have something like you know the construction sets it's like oh i i get to take some time to do something with this uh absolutely you know maybe maybe i'll, maybe I'll look into uh puzzles or something something do with my hands but you're absolutely right with for me the th- my happiest thing was finding funkos for you or myself because it's the thrill of a hunt where it's just like what once you get it in your hand it's not that you don't want it it's just fuck now what like yeah. you accomplish the goal like the holy grail uh well now what you know i got i got to go find another yeah. one it it's like I can remember because Sergeant Johnson was the biggest one I was hunting for for a while because they announced the Halo series. Yep. And I was like, I really want Sergeant Johnson, but I want the chase because it has his iconic cigar. Mm -hmm. He literally went, there are very few scenes in Halo when he's without that cigar. I need it. Mm -hmm. And I went everywhere, every shop, sometimes of a weekly basis. Sometimes wow. every few every few days, Jesus. I would do a loop of I would do a loop of stores because I knew that they had regular pop. That I, that uh, I didn't know. Jesus, yeah. regular pop deliveries. I'm like, yeah, I want this. But then I was at the Birmingham HMV one day, and it was talking to them, and it was like, "Have you got this chasing?" And they were like. Usually, if we get a chase, and it's very rare because when the pops arrive at DC, mm-hmm. people will take out the chases there. So yep. if a chase comes to store, it's slim to none. And then when it does, you've got people that are queuing up at half eight in the morning to get inside to have a look what chases we've got. Uh, so so let me let me let me fill the listeners in that don't know anything about Funkos. Uh, first of all. Uh, MVP is in the UK. I'm in the US. Uh, one small thing is the US gets more Funkos than the UK because of shipping reasons and uh, licensings and everything. Uh, and we get the genuine sticker. Like we got Hot Topic, GameStop, a, a lot of nerd store stickers. Basically, Funko said to the UK and Europe and a lot of internationals, Ah, we don't like you. Here's a special sticker because you don't have the store. Here's a special sticker. And it's probably the most disgusting sticker I've ever seen on God's Green Earth, if I'm going to be honest with you. And MVP could honestly agree. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just a silver sticker that says exclusive on and, it. And it looks like crap. Uh, now, the thing about chases that what makes them rare is because normally it is a one in six chance uh special occasions that could be in like 136 172 very very rare um so that that's why mvp went kept on going back to the stores like oh why why can't you order it uh online this was 
I wouldn't say this was before the time of like ordering Funkos online because before it went mainstream, but it, it's it's different from the UK and the US with ordering and finding stuff. I just want to reiterate that. Um, and like I said, that that's how we met. That that is literally how we met. Um, how we first talked, and uh, I'll never forget like the message I got back. Oh, hey, I found it, and it was probably like two minutes. I'm like, oh, hey, I found it, and you were just so fucking happy. You said really like three times. Yeah, like I remember having that message. Like, oh, found one. I'm like, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. I'm like, it's it's took me weeks, and I've came sure. And you found one instantly. Yep. And I'm like, got it. Got it. <laughs> um, and, and if people don't know, I've I've helped MVP for about two years now uh, finding collectibles in the United States. And uh, I would probably have to say MVP is probably one of the biggest uh, collectors of Destiny in, in Europe, if not the world at this point. Because you got a lot of rare stuff. Yeah. And there's still a lot more rare stuff. I know that I don't dabble in the pins much. But the stuff I do have. Yeah. And the exclusives, like, you know, signed Cade. There's... Yeah. I've only ever saw another signed Cade pop. And it was a different type of Cade. Oh, really? It's so... Yeah, it, it's so rare. If you have that picture, but, I, w I would love to see that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's like I've got all of the seal pins, which not many people have. I know one other person in all of my Destiny groups that has all of the seal pins, and even then he's missing the Saint-14 helmet one. Damn. Damn. And uh, unfortunately, I think we we've came to a point where Destiny, right, or Bungie didn't ship to the ship to Europe, or did they always uh, do they, that? They've always shipped to Europe, but it but was the more expensive because the customs. It, yeah, it was that we had to pay customs and everything, and it was a nightmare to be honest because it was, hey, you know. This t-shirt is cool, mm -hmm. and you would buy the t-shirt for like twenty-five dollars, mm -hmm. and then you'd pay about five to ten dollars shipping. It mm -hmm. would come to the UK, and then so you know you paid thirty-five dollars already, and then you got to pay about another twenty dollars in customs. <laughs> so worth it. <laughs> so worth yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I I've always thought the collectibles. Uh, definitely. I like I said, it it, should, it just eases the mind, and one, they're great to look at. You know, every day, I stock media for you know, God forbid, a, a Spyro item that I don't have or a Funko that I want or you need, and uh, it's just crazy. It's just crazy, and I'm so thankful that I can I can help you, uh, uh at this point, and um, your collection just has been growing. Every time you get a new package, it's, it's like uh, a day on Christmas. But it really is. But uh, would you would you like to add a, anything on? Because uh, we we've been talking for an hour. Normally, the podcast goes for about an hour or so. What what are your final questions or the last things that you want to get off on a chest? And if, and if you want to come back for a part two or or if people like it, because um, I, I think we've, I think we fucking killed it. Honestly, I, I, I think it was actually really good. It's, it's, it's a lot easier with a co-host because I'm just like, oh, okay, I don't, I don't have to talk as much. It takes the pressure off me. But what are your last yeah. ending results for your first podcast? Actually, you're, you're gonna get booked off the wazoo after this. I felt like it was quite nice. Like at first, I was a little bit. You know, anxiety. I'm like, oh, you know, how how's it gonna go? How am I gonna be? Mm -hmm. This that, and the other. And I feel like after a while, it in a way, it just felt like talking normally. Oh, absolutely. I think you talked more than me, which which is saying something. 
<laughs> but uh, I mean, I just hope, just hope the people like the topic of conversations. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I like the topic, so I guarantee you they'll love the yeah. topic. Uh, but where, where could people, um, where could uh, the main people find you? Uh, with your art and everything. Um, obviously, like I said, what what is your main thing that you want people to follow or get your eyes on? Well, uh, if you're following me for art, I'd say definitely through ArtStation, mm-hmm. and Joe will have the link to that. Absolutely. Yeah. If not, I'm mostly around on Discord. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Because... Discord being my main social platform at this point, it's easier for me to send and receive messages there Smart. than it is something like Twitter. Smart, and I and I'm gonna put put all those in uh, the description down below. But without further ado, we talked about mental health, how to uh, how to how we met, and uh, this this has been one of my biggest supporters, my biggest rocks. Uh, and I really wanted uh, more people to know about you because uh, you know even even I appreciate you, and I get people that are just like, "Man, I really love your thumbnail," and I'm like, "Don't tell me, tell the person that did it." Yeah, and uh, I, 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 you had to be my first host, and if you're my only host, or if we continue me and you, who knows? But um, thank you everybody for for listening. On the Wild Cabin Podcast, this has been uh, Mr. Joe Wild, and this has MVP. Thank you very much. I didn't even have to say it, and but thank you all for uh, listening. Uh, I hope you're happy because you made us happy. Take care, and I'll see you all soon. Uh, check out my Twitch, Twitch.tv/slash Mr. Joe Wild, and my YouTube, Mr. Joe Wild. Don't forget the E at the end. Take care, and I'll see you all soon. Bye bye.